Dude, that was one hell of a sick episode. All right, before we get to the breakdown, I just want to say I really hope in the seventh episode we find out who was at the end of episode five. Because in this episode, I'm going to let you know right now, we didn't find out at all. So, let's just get right into it. The Mando lands in a barge. Then he walks out of his ship. A man named Ran says, Mando, I didn't think I'd see you here. When he starts to say that he's surprised that the Mando reached out to him because he heard things, like maybe between him and the Guild, things aren't working out too well. The Mando says, I'll be fine. Rand says, well, you know the policy. No questions, and you're welcome here anytime. As they walk towards this other room, we kind of understand more of a backstory between the two. The Mando asks, what's the job? Which clearly implies that he's here for money. Rand says, one of our associates ran afoul of some of our competitors and got himself caught. So I'm putting together a crew to spring him. At this point, I pretty much remembered Solo and how Beckett was just like, putting together a crew. <laughs> Anyway, so this is a five-person job, and I've got four, Rand says. All I need is the ride, and you brought it. The Mando says, no way. The ship wasn't part of the deal. When Rand says, the crest is the only reason that I let you back in here. And when he's saying the crest, he means the Razor Crest, which is the name of the Mando's ship, which is pre-Empire, I might add. That's important. As Rand takes him to another man, Rand says, this is the guy I was telling you about. We used to run together back when we were young, make a name for ourselves. Rand tells him that Mayfield, who is Bill Burr, is going to run point on his job. And he basically says whatever he says goes, asking the Mando, are you good with that? When the Mando snarkily replies, you tell me, and Rand laughs. Now this part's pretty funny. Mayfield then says, things have changed around here. When Rand tells him that Mayfield is one of the best gunslingers around, former Imperial sharpshooter, and the Mando scoffs by saying, that's not saying much, when Mayfeld turns around and says, I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass, which is a complete nod to stormtroopers just sucking and always missing everything. They introduce him to Berg, and he's the muscle. Now, Berg reminds me of this species that can be seen at the beginning of A New Hope in the Cantina of Scum and Villainy. His species is a Davaronian. These guys are pretty incredible. They're very strong. Berg walks up to the Mando and says, So, this is a Mandalorian. I thought they'd be bigger. Which reminded me of Grievous and Anakin, kind of where, you know, he says, They were shorter than I expected. The next on the team is Zero. This is a droid, and the fourth one is Jian who used to have a romantic kind of thing of some sorts with the Mando. It's not quite elaborated on, but it's implied through their dialogue. Mayfeld says, so the package is being moved on a fortified transport ship. The plan is to intercept it and take the prisoner. The Mando says, this is a New Republic ship. Your man wasn't taken by a rival syndicate. He was arrested. A job is a job, says Ran. Mando says, that's a max security transport and I'm not looking for that kind of heat. Ran says, neither are we. Zero walks out of the Razor Crest and says, The ship is a mess. Basically saying there's oil leaks and fuse lines are just clipped and it's just a complete mess. Not word for word, but the ship is not very good. And then goes on to question why we're even using this ship in the first place. Where Rand tells us, or them, that this ship is off the old Imperial and New Republic grid. This is because it's a pre-Empire ship, I'm thinking. So when the Empire took over the galaxy, they basically took all the ships that they could find, and that anyone had pretty much, and they just implanted them with trackers. This was their way of kind of controlling everything. They plan to scramble the signal with the crest, and the Mando says that's impossible, when they point to Zero, who said he'll be flying and the Mando will do the rest, along with the crew. 
Even though he's a good flyer, Zero is the best, says Ran. And then Zero pipes up and says, Not to worry. I'm faster than organics, and I'm smarter too. Which is a freaky thought. I mean, you know, if we remove ourselves from the story here for a minute, cyborgs are gonna one day be a thing, and they might eventually think that they're better than humans. Which, I mean, who knows? Might be true for operating things and calculations, but it kind of makes you think. They board the ship, and Rand says goodbye, as the Razor Crest leaves the docking bay and blasts off into space. As they all sit in the ship, you can feel the tension in the air between the five of them. The Davaronian Berg opens the Mando's gun collection and starts snooping through. And the Mando doesn't have this, he just shuts it immediately. They start to push each other a bit, until Mayfeld says that, hey, let's just get the job done. Now, the moment passes, but then Berg says, why do we even need a Mando? And Mayfeld says, Apparently they're great warriors. When Berg tells them, then why are they all dead? He's being bullied and it builds the tension and need for you to hope that he rips them all to pieces. The conversation shifts again to Mayfeld asking Zian if he ever takes off his helmet, considering, you know, they had some sort of a romantic relationship. She says, a woman never kisses and tells. Wondering what he looks like under there, saying maybe he looks like a Gungan, speaking like Jar Jar. Bert grabs for his helmet and Mayfield motions for him to take it off so they can see his eyes. And the Mando checks him real quick, throwing him into the corner when Berg falls and grabs the wall, opening the door to the child as he hits a switch. Baby Yoda's just sitting there, looking all cute. Mayfield and the crew all go up to him and he grabs him saying, what's this? Some kind of pet? Picking him up, he pretends to drop him to see the Mando's expression as they all laugh. They come out of hyperspace and the bastard Mayfeld drops Baby Yoda who hits the floor and screams. It builds even more ammo against Mayfeld. You just really want him dealt with by the Mando at this point. Or you know, a Sarlacc, whatever. They dock the transport ship and crack open the door with an encryptor. They jump down, scanning the premises as droids walk and float around, trying to stay out of sight. Now this entire ship, is riddled with droids. Apparently there are no human personnel, from what they know. They turn the corner cautiously, going through the ship as they see inmates behind sealed bars, so to speak. They then come across an MSE-6 little droid, which Berg refers to as a mouse droid, and starts to kind of taunt it. He blasts it like the idiot that he is, drawing attention of four security droids around the corner who all appear and start firing at them. The Mando vanishes, pulling a Batman move and shows it behind the droids a minute later as he displays his full technique of savagery and just owning them. He takes them all out by himself. Flamethrower, cable, blaster, brute strength. The rest of the crew just sit back and watch, not helping him. He then blasts the final one through the dome, which was a really beautiful shot. And they come to the command center, where a new Republic soldier draws his blaster on them, and they all draw on him. The Easter egg here is, he's Matt Lanter, the voice of Anakin Skywalker from the Clone Wars. The only problem is, he's holding a homing beacon that will sound the distress signal to the New Republic, who will send fleets of ships to their location. They all draw on one another, when the Mando tries to save the soldier, but Mayfeld wants to kill him. Finally, Xi'an throws a knife at Matt, and he dies but not before setting off the distress signal to the New Republic. Zero radios in and tells them they have 20 minutes until the New Republic shows up to blast them to bits. They get a move on when Berg lifts two giant security droids and slams them into each other. Coming to the door with their bounty, the prisoner they're supposed to free, they open it and out comes Win, a Twi'lek or Twi'lek. Now, originally I was always saying Twi'lek, but in this show we've heard them say Twi'lek, but then Mayfeld refers to Z-Ann as a crazy twee, so 
I guess both are okay. Now, Quinn is the brother of Zian. Quinn and Mando know each other, where Quinn says that he left him there to die the last time they saw one another. Berg then punches the Mando into the cell, and they close the gate on him, locking him in there with the New Republic well on the way. The crew leave to escape. When a security droid walks by the Mando's cell, he quickly takes action. He uses the opportunity to hook the droid to his gate and pulls the wire hard enough until the droid tries to shoot the Mando through the hole in the door. The Mando breaks his arm off and steals his blaster, firing at it and ending it completely. Now, he didn't want it for the blaster. He has enough of those. He wanted the droid for the arm. Activating the probe-like key, like most droids are equipped with, such as R2, he opens the door. This is where the episode picks up big time. Mando escapes to the control room, and Zero calls in on the crew, telling them that he escaped. Suddenly, the lights go out, and the emergency generator goes on with the red strobing lights and siren. He wedges a door around all of them, and finally separates two on two. Quinn and Mayfield separated from Z, Ann, and Berg. Mando grabs the homing beacon from near-dead Matt Lanter. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at it, and you just kind of know that he's going to do something with this. The rest of the episode is pretty epic. The four basically are being hunted by the Mando. It reminded me a lot of Vader in Rogue One. The Mando decides to take out the big one first, Berg. He stands up above a vent and waits until Berg walks under him, activates his harness, and wraps it around Berg's neck like a noose. However, Berg is just too strong and slams Mando through the gate by yanking on the cord downwards. They fight, and it really doesn't look good for Mando. He uses every trick that he's got including his flamethrower, which we learn is useless against Deveronian, who looks like he's from hell anyway, so I mean, it kind of makes sense. They continue to fight hand-to-hand -hand when Berg tries to take the Mando's helmet off, saying, let's see your face, as he grabs and chucks Berg over to the door and presses it shut, hoping to crush him. Now, at this point, I thought, you know, he's dead, but then we start to see the door move upwards. Berg is just way too strong and ends up lifting it above his head until the Mando hits the other door that closes vertically, which does the job. The Mando then goes after Xi'an. Now this is just a throwing knife fight. The Mando eventually gets the upper hand once they come close to each other, and in no time takes her out. Then we jump quickly to Mayfeld, and this is going literally this fast in the scenes. Like, you know, this part is really cool. It's like some horror movie. It's like Predator or something. Finally, then the Mando takes him out too. This whole time Zero is up on the ship and decoding Grief Cargo's last message to the Mando about bringing the child back to the client. When he realizes the child is a bounty that needed to be delivered, he goes to shoot little baby Yoda, but he can't find him. They play cat and mouse, and Yoda evades him for a bit. Quinn ends up at the ladder to the Razor Crest, and he was basically just going to abandon his sister. This is when the Mando shows up at the last second and stops him. And Quinn, just like any pathetic villain, says, Don't kill me, just take me in. Isn't that part of your code? You were hired for a job. Aren't you a man of honor? Basically just trying to get into the Mando's head at this point. But the Mando is smarter than everyone. He delivers. He takes Quinn in, but not before we see Zero opening the door to Baby Yoda, who's raising his hand to use the Force while Zero is aiming to fire on our son. And I say our son because I pretty much feel like this baby Yoda is all of ours at this point. We're, we're all his parents, let's be honest here. Zero is dead, and the Mando blasts off into hyperspace back to Ran. He lands and delivers Quinn as promised. Ran hugs Quinn and asks the Mando, where's the rest of the crew? The Mando says, no questions asked, remember? That's the policy, right? Ran says, yep. That's right. Throwing the Mando his payment, our boy leaves in the Razor Crest as Ran and Quinn stare at him callously as the door closes. Leaving and well off further into space at this point, Ran says, kill him, activating his gunship. However, 
Quinn starts beeping as he looks around and grabs the homing beacon that was from the New Rebellion, you know, uh, Matt Lanter's possession, when all of a sudden, out of hyperspace, come three X-Wings. This part was awesome, as it's got Dave Filoni, Deborah Chow, and Rick Famuyiwa. Now, Dave Filoni is Dave Filoni, of course, no introduction needed. The man behind Clone Wars and Rebels. Deborah Chow directed episode 3 and is going to direct all of the Kenobi series. And Rick directed episode 2. So this is kind of fun to see. They all open fire with their sweet X-Wings on a space barge and blast them to oblivion as the Mando cruises past them all, blasting off into space. We then see the Mando in his ship. He takes the ball off of his shifter and gives it to Baby Yoda, saying, I told you it was a bad idea. We jump to another scene as we see the crew is actually still alive. However, they're all locked in a cell together, pacing back and forth. So the Mando just completely screwed them over and threw them in that cell and locked the door. End of the episode. I think this and episode 3 were my top two favorites so far. I also really liked episode 5. I'm wondering where Cara Dune is. I want to see more of her character. But maybe she was just uh, one and done. I don't know. This one was cool. We got to see more backstory on the Mando, and we also got to see him take out droids and the crew, proving just how lethal and experienced he really is. And he really is the best out there, and it says a lot for Mandos as a whole. But of course, there's going to be someone who's better than him, someone who gives him a tough time and a run for his money. So I wonder who that's going to be. Could it be Boba? Could it be Gus Fring? Who knows? I also wonder if we'll see the crew again, and I can't wait to see episode 7. We only have two more episodes left after this. Hope you guys are excited for the next one, hope you enjoyed this breakdown, and I'll see you in the next video. Thanks for joining me today. Have an awesome rest of your day, and until then, remember, the Force will be with you. Always.